Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Staying Hungry podcast. Today we got kind of a back and forth general um, episode on normal Friday um, kind of format. So we're going to be chatting about the iPhone and Apple event that just occurred last week. SpaceX's plan to send someone um, orbiting around the moon and uh, how you can kind of get out of your comfort zone by doing things like volunteering. Um, so starting off with the Apple event, they basically released um, four new product, not yeah, new products, kind of, you know. Uh, so it includes the iPhone XR, iPhone XS, and the XS Max, and then the Apple Watch Series 4. Um, basically what we're seeing with these is um, a... Uh, an OLED display on the XS and XS Max, um, seeing some improved camera features, um, a new, I believe, A12 processing chip, um, which has um, looks like a like a, n- a neural network c- capability inside of it to uh, efficiently process, you know, machine learning related data, um, and um, I don't. Think, I'm, I'm still on a contract with my phone, so I don't think I'm going to upgrade yet for a new iPhone. Uh, are you going to get a new one, Jeffrey? You know, probably not. Um, I just didn't really see any really big improvements with uh, what they came out with. Yeah. Obviously, the XS, you've got some small improvements with the chip, and you know the screen is a little bit better than the camera. But is that a reason to get a new phone? Probably not. Yeah. Um, and plus, with the XR, like I, I like how they tried to make it more affordable for people, but I'm not a fan of them backing away from the OLED screens because that's a performance, and you know that's going to take away your battery life because it's not. It has to use battery life to uh, take away the black and. OLED, it basically is true black because all the pixels act individually. So um, from, from a performance standpoint, I probably would never get that one. And I wouldn't recommend it either to other people because I'm sure it's not going to hold up to you know, Apple standards. Yeah. Um, and for those of you that don't know kind of how these screens are working is um, like an LED based display is going to have a single backlight that's lighting up all the uh, pixels and then to display color we've got red green and blue there Um, those are going to open up accordingly to display a color Um, white is just going to be the light shining through black is going to be a uh, closed uh, pixel where the backlight is still on um, but it's just being uh, not displayed because the pixel is closed and then OLED is each uh, individual pixel is uh, backlit by its own um, LED uh, and so you get kind of truer blacks there where the LED actually shuts off um, when you're displaying black um, so there's this kind of a big difference there and you can certainly tell a difference between the types of displays. Um, the Apple Watch Series 4 pretty much just um, has has some cool stuff. I think I might actually get that. That's kind of maybe worth it to me. Um, the screen kind of 
fills the display more so, um, stretched out a little bit, kind of wraps around it. Um, and it's got an ECG, which basically mon can monitor um, things related to your heart. It can measure, um, you know, uh, irregular heartbeats and also falls. Um, it's maybe good for like seniors out there. Um, it can call emergency services for you. Um, it's three ninety nine for the um, GPS only, four ninety nine for the GPS and cellular, and then the prices on the iPhone XR is seven forty nine, XS is nine ninety nine, XS Max is ten ninety nine. Um, still pretty pricey for a phone, in my opinion. Um, I don't know. I just I think 749 is still pretty expensive, and that's why I'm on like a contracted plan um, where I just pay monthly. So, um, do you do that same thing, Jeffrey? Oh yeah, for sure. I'm not gonna dish out, you know, a thousand bucks for the X. You know, that's just, in my opinion, they have really stretched the limits of what you can pay for a phone. I like I I love the technology behind iPhones. They usually you know one every couple of years. Now not every release of what they come out with is great. You know with their Mac MacBook Pros or anything like that. Um, it's usually like every other year they come out with something really good. Uh, now another cool thing about that uh, is it ECG? Yeah. 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 Um, pretty sure it's FDA approved. Oh, nice. Yeah, so it's like one of the first, you know, <laughs> devices I think Apple or any like tech company has gotten FDA approved, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. Now for yeah, I once again I probably would not recommend getting the 749 one, even though like if if that's what you can afford, like you know, get it then, but overall performance wise it's not going to be what you're looking for in my opinion yeah no I mean I think like we do I don't know it feels like back in the day when, when Steve Jobs was still around um, I felt like this just this magic come about when a new iPhone or Apple device was released and now the iterations, kind of the distance between step to step from one iPhone to the next, seems like it's getting smaller. Um, you know, you, you see this new phone. If someone shows me a, an XS, it pretty much looks the exact same as the X, you know? So yeah. I feel like that's just a, a big trend now is like design is the same, maybe some minor improvements, but like, you know, um, you could probably get by without um without releasing that phone and just iterating a bit more in depth and, and kind of coming out with something that's different and um a lot of apple you know fans are gonna buy these devices just because it's the next apple device and i certainly used to do that but it felt like there was something more that you were getting out of it like um you know, you just got the new design and, and a completely redesigned phone, and um, and that was a little more nostalgic back in the day. So, yeah, yeah, I completely agree with you. Uh, without Steve Jobs, they've lost you know a lot of their like innovation aspect. It seems like, like you said, 
the steps between you know big changes and or big improvements is you know it's a lot those steps are few and far between um, sadly it's not because you can look at like you know the MacBook Pros that have come back come out in the past couple of years like the, the biggest change one of the biggest improvements I saw was with the X and the face recognition and all that stuff like that's pretty cool um, yeah you know screen improvements camera improvements but without Steve Jobs it's like they just lost that drive I guess mm-hmm. yeah and like face IDs you know it's pretty complex to be honest like there's a they call it a dot projector and like it projects these I don't know like infrared or something like that these dots on your face to map it out and then they use a camera on the front to read the depth of those dots you know they have the ability to tell if your eyes are open um, and really just map out your face which it's pretty cool. It can get annoying. Like, if I had to pick between having my thumbprint on there, um, or my fingerprint, or having the face ID, I'd probably pick my finger because I wear sunglasses or glasses a lot. I wear hats, um, and a lot of times it just isn't at the right angle to capture my face, and so back when I did have a phone that had um, the touch ID um, it's a lot easier because I just like I'm turning the phone on I just click the home button and it reads my fingerprint and lets me in now I find myself quite often having to um, having to punch in the physical passcode Um, so that that's you know it's it's a very cool feature and is very complex in many ways um but i wouldn't mind having you know the the home button with the or even if they just threw a um a fingerprint reader on the back of the phone um that would still be sufficient um so i don't i wish they would do that i know a lot of other phones have that so no yeah i i kind of feel with you on that it's the it's cool technology it's very complex and uh you know it's a cool thing to do but it's not i don't know if it's the most efficient way to open a phone and make it secure yeah Uh, i think what would be cool is a is you know if they which we probably aren't even uh, like if you know mapping out your voice Mm-hmm. Making a, like voice profile but like extremely accurate so basically because every person's voice has got to be unique to that person yeah it's a challenge for sure um it is i've it dealt is. with that you know before and developing applications and whatnot and um i don't know it's one of those things that's just it's it's just not super complex to um i don't know i guess like maybe the smartest thing is to like have the voice uh unlock uh voice id apple you can i already copyrighted that um you can basically generate on the fly um some phrase that you want them to say have them say that phrase and it's a different phrase every time so you can't just auto generate it beforehand um or maybe a retina scanner 
that would be really cool like if it was accurate enough scanning would be amazing yeah that would be like probably the most secure because but the i mean the technology behind retina scanning in general is probably insane just smacking yeah probably be like a six thousand dollar iphone or something at that point (laughs) yeah Um, yeah 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 i agree but yeah i don't know how well that would work but that would be cool um voices um i don't i guess voices like maybe if you're in like a quiet area or something that could be an issue um like you got to be verbal for it to work but maybe like maybe they should offer multiple different ways of unlocking it touch id face id voice id retina id um you know whatever. and you could have you could have multiple turned on to get in so you could be like, you could oh, have I need 12 factor authentication. You know what I'm saying? No, but you could have it to where you have to do a specific order. So you have to do, you'd have to do your face, then your finger, and then you have to say something. Yeah. And or I'm just gonna your ask, face and finger. What kind of stuff do you have on your phone that needs to be protected <laughs> that heavily? Have you killed somebody recently? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I it'd know. just be cool so, to I mean, have. It'd be cool, like, you know, party trick. <laughs> yeah, definitely a party trick. <laughs> um, so, all right, so SpaceX just announced, um, I think Elon announced on Twitter, and then SpaceX followed up. Um, they're going, they announced that they're going to announce uh, the private individual who's been chosen to orbit the moon um in the bfr big falcon big effing rocket um whatever you want to go ahead and use for that acronym um but uh i i think this is a pretty big step forward um i i like this the sounds of it and it's definitely the next step forward to uh to getting a private citizen onto the moon um, and I think it'll probably be live streamed on YouTube or on SpaceX's website. So, um, definitely looking forward to that. Um, what do you think, Jeffrey? Oh, no, I, I'm very excited to see that. I mean, it's been, I don't know how long since we've been, you Was know, it, even, uh, 70 something. Is that right? When we were last yeah, on the moon? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's been <laughs> long time. It's long. been like 40 years, at least 40 years since we've been even in talks of that. Yeah. So. No, I, I think. To, see it, to actually see it happen will be amazing. Yeah. And the BFR is a really cool rocket ship. Um, we've talked about it before on here. Um, but uh, you can do things like fly from one side of the world to the other in 15 minutes. Uh, it's got tons of thrust behind it. It's still in development. It's not actually a production rocket yet. But um, when it does come out, uh, the capabilities are going to be really blown open by this rocket. And, you know, it'll, it'll be the craziest rocket that anyone's ever built. Um, no doubt that Elon Musk is going to end up in the history books. And,. You know, I saw um, 
He's got to already be, like, lined up to be in there. Yeah. Like, in the history book. Like, with making, you know, a reusable rocket, like, he basically created his own way of, you know, making trips to space, making trips to, you know. Yeah. Did you see that video that, like, TMZ or someone, actually Hollywood or someone took of, it was uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, um talking about uh elon and basically saying that you know if he wants to smoke weed he can smoke weed he's team elon um and it's legal he, he, he literally said that neil degrasse tyson yeah yeah he said yeah that. he said that ah yeah. oh, man that's awesome and i'll he, have to watch that video later yeah he was like um you know musk is like the the you know, in so long, we haven't had someone that um, that we um, have have had in the history books in just the longest time. And um, you know, Musk is going to be that one to kind of be there. Um, and you know, I don't think about it very often, but it's true. You know, people are going to be reading about this man. He's a super genius. My thing is, I don't really like it doesn't matter what people really think about him like he's just doing such amazing things for us and um regardless of his personality or you know who he is as a person like he's he's a super genius who's building all this crazy stuff that is going to impact the world for for years to come yeah yeah i completely agree um it's like there's tons of scientists in the history books who had either like, like just even like not just scientists, but geniuses that like on the outside, like, well, during that time, people didn't really like them. Like they may have been weird or they may have been yeah, like an alcoholic. Absolutely. Like, like yeah. Like, uh, or like some, you know, something about them was off, but they literally changed paths of you know us as human as a human race they paved the way like you can't you can't really like you know shy away from that yeah like they the the contribution they make is is huge i think it's so elon funny definitely like, is the fact that that elon smoked a blunt gonna be in the history books or is anybody gonna remember that and you know oh, a, a couple sure, years sure. hell no like that's i don't think it's it's gonna be uh it's just now in the current time you know people need that's just how media is built right you know um it's the whole thing they with hollywood it. yeah it's it's the stuff that's gonna get views no one wants to talk about i saw like someone was talking like okay uh Elon talked about all this great stuff and you know they had really deep and meaningful conversations but all anybody like knows about that podcast or listens to on it is the part where he takes a hit um so I don't know it's it's just like um I think people Plus all the media cares about they want that bad part they want that mm-hmm. you know whatever he did that was wrong not what he did that was right Right. And that's the whole problem with media. You know, like you said, that's what they feed off of. That's how they, you know, drive 
their views and it's pretty terrible and it's sad to yeah think about. but um would you if you could be this human to fly around the moon would you choose to Oh, yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd, be so I'd be up there. crazy. You know, you, you know about the overview effect. Oh, yeah. That's a crazy oh, I would uh, love concept. To, yeah, I would love to, like, feel that. Like, just looking down and realizing. Like, I already know. I already think about it, like. How small, know, like, yeah. A couple times a week. Because it's great to think about. Like, it sounds weird, but, like, it's a really good, like to keep you humble oh yeah you just think about how small you are in the universe like thinking about like where you are right now in comparison to where the sun is Mm -hmm. and how big the sun is compared to the earth Mm -hmm. and then how small the sun is to you know our galaxy and then so on and so forth like it's insane and then how fast we're flying like it would be game changer to go oh, to the yeah. moon, or to or just orbit around the moon. I mean, <sighs> orbit around in space to be in space. Man. Oh my! Like just gosh. to just to like fly out there and float. Uh, oh man, I feel like I'd be having I'd get goosebumps. I like, would feel like a child in a candy store times a million. Like I can't even. That person is extremely lucky. Um, yeah, whoever mm. whoever gets true. Hey. hey if you if you listen to our podcast, we would love to interview you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, oh man, that would be Elon. We'd so love to cool. interview you as well. So um, just yeah, uh, talked about us... that. Talk to yeah. Just get drop drop us a DM. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, follow us. Um, no, but uh, I just I can't imagine um, how amazing that would be, and uh, it's just. It's amazing that they're, I don't know, you got to really, you got to sign your life away. Um, certainly, you know, so if something happens, they're not liable. But um, I don't know, I, I think it's uh, it's going to be a really cool event. And uh, like I said, they'll probably live stream it like they do with all their rocket launches and things of that sort. Um, but uh but yeah, definitely. You know, we'll we'll kind of talk about the event maybe on Tuesday or, or Friday of next week after it happens. Um, but we'll definitely be tuning into it and uh, recommend that you guys either do that or come back to the podcast and hear what happened. Um, so yeah, but uh, we wanted to kind of talk about volunteering and and how that can get you out of your comfort zone and and how that can have a positive impact on your mental health. Um, I recently started, uh, when, when, when we were younger, I think Jeffrey and I both worked with kids with special needs, um, you know, mental, physical, whatever it may be. Um, and I really enjoyed that. And so when I moved out here to Nashville, I found an organization that teaches swim lessons to children with special needs and um, just started volunteering for them Uh, really cool concept and and I really enjoyed it Um, and I'm going to keep doing it and I think you know it has so many benefits it it certainly gets me out of my comfort zone 
going and, and interacting with other people um you know and it, it can change your perspective in that um when you see someone that has less than you um might not you know have all the abilities that you have um you know it allows you to kind of be uh, humble and um be grateful for the things that you do have um and uh so i mean jeffrey do you have what kind of uh, volunteering stuff have you done and how has it affected you well um besides going you know helping kids with special needs in like elementary school uh, i believe the program was called heroes um that was a really cool experience um because it just kind of it gives you a new perspective and it helps them you know in any way you, you can like if you're just there to assist them and i've really enjoyed that um i've also been to mexico a uh, couple different places and cities i helped build uh, some schools and i think a couple churches and uh, like Firemosa and places like that it was very cool and very very humbling um, experience just to go down there and see you know what where they live and how they live and how grateful you know we should be for the living conditions we have and what we what opportunities we have here um, and I've also volunteered in Dallas some different places for like uh, soup kitchens and stuff and also through a church that I used to go to so I've been volunteering throughout my life and I've I mean it's it's a very cool thing to experience and I think when I was younger I didn't see the value in it as much but as I got older you know you kind of see how much of a like eye-opening experience volunteering is and how just any you know effort to help someone Mm-hmm. In any way, it doesn't even matter if it's volunteering. Yeah, like helping people is like it's amazing, and like I feel like more people. I don't. I'm not saying that people don't, but I feel like more people should be open to helping. You know, just your, your strangers, like anyone. Yeah. Because whether or not you think it, like you could, you could save someone's life. You could, you know, shift their thinking. You know, you, you really don't know. I feel like as a person, it's really important to feel needed and feel like you have a purpose. And um, when you help someone else, uh, you know, whether it's someone with special needs or an elderly person that can't, you know, do their get through their daily routine by themselves, um, it allows you to feel like you have some purpose and. Um, you know, give you something to look forward to and know that, you know, you're needed um, and maybe you decide to do it every week or you know, for right now, I'm, I'm doing it every couple of days um, and, you know, might get you kind of into a routine and uh, allow you to uh, just kind of learn about these other people and definitely humbles you. Um, so definitely go give that a shot if you're looking for some way to give your time to other people um 
we recommend it a lot and have seen it uh, help us in, in many ways. Um, so I think we're going to kind of wrap things up here. Um, but uh, thank you for listening. Um, we really appreciate it. Um, and we'll see you again on Tuesday. Have a great week.